Boy, howdy, folks. I'm Emily. And I'm Kathy. I don't know why she's suddenly southern. And this is Full Scream Ahead, your spooky road trip bucket list. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> you didn't think you'd have somebody doing this with you. <laughs> right. Because first John was going to do it. And then I was like, I'll do it myself. And then I recorded one episode by myself. And I was like, this is so weird. Do I don't like to not like talking to yourself for an hour, or like listening to yourself talk for an hour. Right. It's like, first I have to feel weird talking to myself for an hour. And then I have to listen to it like 8 billion times to edit. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like podcasts that have people talking back and forth and engaging with each other are more interesting to me also. Yeah. Um, I don't like like to listen to podcasts with just one people. Yeah. I don't think I do. Like, I like Reply All is one of my favorite podcasts. It's just like investigative journalism stories, but it's like several, it's like one guy explaining his research to his colleagues who are also journalists working on their own stories they're learning about this like crazy deep thing he just did like he traveled to india to go to a call center that's scamming <laughs> people in north america like oh he paid for a ticket to do that dude that um, actually sounds interesting it's such a good episode that sounds awesome it's a really good podcast i've listened to every single episode yeah big fan big fan and I mean, then but, but like then there's also dear hank and john which is just john green and hank green answering silly questions from silly nerd fighters what i've been most interested in is where i'm at with and that's why we drink because i started from the beginning i think i'm oh, like yeah. 29 19 now where they're at and they mentioned one of their episodes about george lopez being a sleep demon and then people started sending in like listener stories about it and now i'm just like i have had way too many experiences at 3 a.m with the george lopez theme song played in the background for this no, just to be a coincidence stop, it's like <laughs> why why was it every single night i woke up as a child george lopez was on right why was it always like on that is a shared millennial experience that we have all woken up at 3 a.m to charge lopez so many times like did they just have it playing like from midnight to 6 a.m like nothing but george lopez right it was nick at night right i think so dude i'm you find a tv guide from back then you find a like printed TV guide from back then. It's just gonna be George Lopez for six hours. Remember when we used to get them like mailed to us? Oh my god! Yes, it was like real paper. I never looked at them. I was like, that's too much effort. I'm just gonna hit this button. <laughs> See, I loved it, but also we didn't get cable till I was in middle school. So I was like, oh my god, there's more than twelve channels, and I can read all about it in this little book. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, no, we grew up as soon as TiVo was a thing, where you could like record your show and rewatch it later. Oh um, uh, yeah, we we had it like as soon as it came out. So for me, it was like I don't care what's on what's on what channel. It'll be here tomorrow. I recorded. I remember the oh, first my- time I went over to someone's house and they could rewind and fast forward, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is black magic. My cat has the zoomies. Just a heads up. Your cat is what? She has the zoomies. Oh yeah, she just like bolted into the bathroom for some reason. Not her bathroom, my bathroom. Her bat, her litter box is not in my bathroom, but she just ran like full speed into my bathroom. That's probably like a going to be a constant jingling in the background because the baby she has decided that if I won't play with the teaser toy with her she's gonna dangle it for herself it's fine because I don't actually hear anything in the background <laughs> oh that's perfect I'm wearing noise canceling headphones that's like the only thing I can hear is a bell oh really yeah <laughs> yeah I'm wearing noise canceling headphones the only thing I can 
hear are her like little paws smacking the floor so loudly because she's so fat because I feed her so much and she's still looking at me like she's so starving oh poor baby she's wasting away yeah she's wasting away look at her 15 pounds I think she's actually like 12 pounds I don't think she's 15 oh shit my biggest animal is like six yeah she's a big one Well, um, howdy, folks. <laughs> sorry, give me a second. I got I got a picture. There's like people we're talking. If you were emo in 2005, this is for you. Dropping literally in a Facebook group called I'm Emo in 2005 was so cool or something <laughs> like that. It was That's a simpler like, time. You knew where you stood with someone because you were in their top eight. It's 2005 and this is cool as hell. That's the... <laughs> name of the group and it's it's just like fucking seen kids shit and punk shit and like no tears like the l'oreal kids no tear shampoo and i would always get so mad because i would always cry after it got in my eyes right because and this is something that was posted in the group 13 hours ago it's because it's not no tears it's no tears wait uh, what no tears <laughs> no tears in your hair it was never no tears like crying it was not to prevent crying there was an eyeball on the package. <laughs> but it tears. <laughs> it's so misleading. I I don't know how to <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Okay. Um, my eyeballs might, might not be, but I'm fine. Stop pouring shampoo into them. Okay, well, okay, so remind me the thing we're talking about today, because I got a brief overview from you when you asked me to do this, so... Oh, did I send you a brief overview? You sent me a very brief overview, but so I'm just gonna, instead of you just launching into an explanation, I'm gonna probe some questions from you. Okay, perfect, because I, <laughs> all I remember was I was like, do you wanna build a podcast? And you were like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like in the moment, um, but at the time, <laughs> currently I'm very nervous. At the time, you had messaged me and you said, hey, I wanted to make a podcast about the history of different spooky places. And I want it to be like one person telling the story and one person reacting. So I'm here as your reactor today, right? Yes, today you are going to be my reactor. Okay. Spooky place. So, I have, so I have no idea what you're about to tell me about. Okay, perfect. Okay, so right, I'm excited. I wanted to start off with something that was like a little bit more familiar to me. So I wanted to do someplace I've already been just like so kind of like see it in my mind's eye mm-hmm. so today i want to cover the bone church or the sudlech ossuary in kutnokora oh i forgot you went there i thought it was going to be super cool but it's one of those things you get there and you're like i'm standing in a church made of dead people and i would like to go home oh really <laughs> yes i was spacing out i was like i'm like dissociating really bad i feel like i just need to like touch walls and stuff so mm-hmm. i just like leaned over and i poked one of the bones on the wall <gasps> and i got me mugged by a security guard the entire time and my oh, coworkers no, told to me for bones. <laughs> my coworkers told me for weeks I was cursed but really I think I just had like pneumonia or something <laughs> okay but you're not allowed to touch the bones I know you're not allowed to touch the bones and it was horrible oh, oh no that's <laughs> and this is in Prague right it's about two hours outside of Prague Okay. It's still in like the central Bohemia area, but it's about 40 miles outside. Got it. Okay. So tell me about the bone church. Church of bones? That's bone i think the bone church is normally what it goes by it's technically called the sedlech ossuary is czech their like is is it i'm sorry what is the language there it's czech right yeah it's czech because jacob's czech 
All right. I was like, isn't that where your boyfriend is from? Yeah, he's from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> sort of. He's from the Czech. Yeah, he, well, he's from Czechoslovakia. It was a country when he was born. And then like a month later, it turned into the Czech Republic. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Well, the only reason, well, I don't remember because it happened the week I was born, but <laughs> right. I remember the date. Uh, <laughs> you remember that it happened in history. Yes. All right, like, I remember <laughs> it happened like three days before I was born. I was there. <laughs> I was alive. <laughs> Does no one remember the 90s? Okay, so it's in this little town. It's called Kutnohora. So it's like two hours outside of Prague. And Kutnohora is known for its silver, which I didn't know until I was researching this. I thought it was just known for its bones, but I guess, you know. What's so special about silver? They have a lot of silver. Um, So like at one point, almost all of the coins in that part of the world came from the silver mines here. Oh, wow. And for a while there, it was actually referred to as the quote unquote second city in Bohemia mm-hmm. in the 1700s. Probably the second biggest city in Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. But then all the mining started to slow down and now it's kind of small. There are only like what 21,000 people live there. Mm, interesting. So let's start at the beginning, I guess. I go back to 1278, which is such a hard concept for me to think about. Yeah, yeah, I can't really feasibly imagine how far ago. Would you say it was 1278? Yes. Time blurs in my mind so much. Was a thing at that time or was that further back i don't understand timeline i don't know but that's probably like, why like no one actually knows how this <laughs> legend started yeah it's I don't, I don't remember any there's no way for me to tell how long ago that is um, it started in 1776 <laughs> That is my opinion as an American. According to our American school system, the world started in 1776. I wanted to be an eagle when I grew up. (laughs) Anyway, so in 1278, this is how the legend goes. There's a man named Henry the Abbot. So he was basically like the head of the monastery in Sudlech. Uh, Sudlech is like the neighborhood in Kitnahora. So he went to the quote unquote holy land. Um, he was sent there by Odakar II of Bohemia. So he was like, so he was sent there basically by like the king. He went to, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this. I think it's Golgotha, which is like an area outside of Jerusalem's Northern Wall near the Damascus Gate. And that's where it was thought that Jesus was crucified. So yeah, so they sent this guy Henry there and they're like, hey, go visit, see what's going on. And he came back with some dirt from there. He sprinkled the dirt around the cemetery and that kind of made it the hot place to be because what are you going to do in 1278 besides die from a plague? So, you know, everyone wanted the coolest cemetery to be in. Wait, so so when you said he came back with dirt, you meant like actual soil, not like I've got the scoop. <laughs> right, right. So actual soil. <laughs> like actual soil dirt. I know in my mind that he probably brought back trunks of dirt or barrels of dirt or something. But in my mind, <laughs> like, all I've seen is like, I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> that, that, that's how I imagine he came back to Czechoslovakia. That's, I mean, obviously it's more of it made this. So he, he made this big graveyard with this dirt in 12, whatever. Yeah. 78. Yeah. Like the late 1200s. So. All right. That's one way to spend your Saturdays. On <laughs> right. Everyone needs a hobby. So he sprinkled this dirt around the cemetery. And so it was one of the most popular places to be in Europe. And in the 14th century, later on, the Black Plague hit. And everyone's like, oh my God, there's this cool cemetery with this holy dirt in there. And that's where I want to be. It actually got so big. They had to expand it and they were waiting lists of people who wanted to be buried there. 
it basically became like a bunch of mass graves. Jeez. Yes. So like they were paying so much money to be in a mass grave because yes. so many people wanted. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to be buried there. And they just let them together? Yeah. All right. I mean, as far as I know, most people were accepted. That's crazy. Just in like the 14th century, about 30,000 people were buried in this small area. 30,000? 30,000. How is there enough square footage? I mean, well, it's because they're mass graves. If everybody had their own, there was no way, right? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty basically how it was, because I don't know how big it was then, but I remember when I was there, it didn't seem like really that big of a place. Yeah, so 30,000 is very, very masquerade Artemis is coming to visit. Artemis. Oh, uh, right. So then they had all those people in there, and then the Hussite Wars came, or they're also called the Bohemian Wars, but I think they're more commonly known as like the Hussite Wars or the Hussite Revolution. Okay. And so it was a series of wars that were fought between the Christian Hussites and the Roman Catholics. Trying to be top bitch in that part of the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then in 1421, the Hussites actually captured Kutnohora and then they attacked Sedlich, the neighborhood. Then the church, the monastery, and the cathedral were all burnt. So they basically oh. had to start the cemetery over. That's crazy. They were still getting pretty good business in this time because there's a war going on. So in the 1400s, another 10,000 people got added oh, to wow. the cemetery. It's like good, uh, good to be in the cemetery business. Right? They're very successful. They probably made a, a, a killing, if you will. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shit, God. I just lost my place in my notes. <laughs> so proud of that. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> I was distracted a little bit because Artemis started licking my face. And so I was processing what you said for maybe like an extra five seconds. So I feel like I paused for a really long time after you made the joke, but it was good. <laughs> So then the cemetery had to be enlarged. And at that point, like, they kind of, it's clever. You cannot play with your mouse on the bed. Sorry about that. So the cemetery had to be enlarged because there's just so many people who wanted to be buried there and they needed to hold more bodies. Then they built the ossuary, which is, I guess, a good translation is where they store the bodies. And that's how it became the Sedlech ossuary. Then there's another legend about what they actually did with those bodies inside of the church. Mm -hmm. So the most popular version is that in 1511, the task of exhuming the bodies and stacking them in the chapel was given to a monk. We don't know a lot about Monk, but we know he was half blind. Wait, like, so this is when they were moving the bodies from the mass grave into walls? Yeah, so they're moving them into this tiny little church. They're, the not, they're not building with them yet. No, not yet. Well, this guy, they needed, his task was to stack them in a way that gave them more room and find a more way to just kind of Tetris everyone in there. Mm. And a big part of this is that he was half blind. He went and he stacked all the bones so well into like these big giant pyramids. And it was so good. His sight came back. What? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. So when he finished stacking the bodies, he got his sight back. And that was his reward. So. um, (laughs) Who's the... The source? No, not <laughs> the um, the official website. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of in like the the wars between like the Catholics and the Protestants and like oh, yeah. Ireland and stuff like that. There was like a really prominent teller, like 
that he saw into the future and a surprising amount of his predictions were right Nostradamus is that where that name comes from I've never heard of that yeah so Nostradamus was I don't know the, the wars between the Protestants and the Catholics uh, over many of oh. them he was like some fortune teller I don't know advisor to the queen of England even centuries later like his predictions came true oh that's dope yeah it's wild so I'm thinking like maybe it's like if that guy could be real maybe the blind guy who got a sight back by building pretty bones could be real who knows possibly you never know world's a funny place The monkeys stacked the bones into these big freestanding pyramids. I think it was three of them that they had. So these big pyramids of like skulls and bones. Oh, I just tricky cat. <laughs> so they were stacked the bones into these big freestanding pyramids. And that was supposed to be a reminder that the church is comprised of both the living and the dead. So he kind of made it this art piece to kind of remind people that life's a cycle and you know. Mm. Yeah. I keep pausing because I keep accidentally opening the menu bar on my Oh yeah. I feel like every time you're pausing it, there's like a little bit of a lag. It's because I keep like, losing I- my place. Oh really? Yes. I just put everything into bullet points in a google doc and i keep accidentally opening the google options oh and also my cats are playing with their mouse and they want to play fetch i've never known a cat who plays fetch it's adorable so over the years the church received um several renovations and they had the bones rearranged multiple times to be more appealing so they kind of took these basic ornament pyramids and they tried to make them a little bit more fancy kind of make it so that people actually wanted to visit and donate to the church and then in the 18th century they hired an architect named Jan Santini don't ask me how to pronounce their middle name Slavic languages are so hard to me Mm -hmm. this architect he worked on the reconstruction and Santini he just wanted you know put more baroque influence into it and he wanted there to be more symbolism in the design so he decided to get more creative with the bones and he decided had to work more with the skulls and he actually created if you look at pictures of the church there's like garlands made out of skulls and they just kind of drape around the ceiling and it's actually pretty cool so he did that to like spruce things up yeah they were trying to make it pretty trying to get more traffic they were trying to turn it into kind of a tourist destination got it so it was it's not like this was done for strictly because they wanted to like it was there was the draw of people yeah i think once they realized people wanted to come see it and they wanted to come see like the big like ornamental pyramids they're like oh we can get like donations off of this. He made those huge garlands and then he also made four candelabras that kind of stand in the center of the room and those symbolize the eternal light of the church. And these things are huge. They are taller than I am and they're just like made out of skulls. It's yeah. Incredible. It is a design choice. That is a very large bone delabra. Oh! Hey. And so now we're going to fast forward a little bit to 1783. The monastery who ran the cemetery, it actually ended up getting abolished. Property was purchased by the Schwarzenberg family, and they were one of the most prominent prominent noble houses in Europe at that time. And they didn't use it for much. They just paid the prices to maintain it. So I got distracted because for some reason I typed my phone number right here in this bullet point. <laughs> I wonder what caused that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're paying to maintain the ossuary for 100 years? Call me. I need a sugar daddy. Although they're probably dead. I mean, the whole European houses in the 1700s. They have have descendants. (laughs) 
If they haven't been okay, maintained yet, they, <laughs> yeah, so the Schwarzenbergs paid to have it maintained and they kind of kept it maintained for like over a hundred years. In 1870, they hired a woodcarver, Rint. He was hired to uh, reorganize the bones because they wanted to make it a little bit more pretty again. They wanted to kind of modernize things. And he had this great idea that he was going to bleach the bones. He wanted them disinfected and he also wanted them to look prettier and whiter. So he made this like chlorinated lime mix to pretty them up and that's why they look so like white and shiny and nicely preserved now mm-hmm. and when did that start this was in 1870 okay so he decided to make more patterns and he wanted to kind of honor those original pyramids that started this whole thing with creating sculptures out of the bones and so he built on top of the sculptures that the last guy did he kept the candelabras and he added more to them and he so he kept the candelabras and he made more sculptures but what he's most known for is he made a chandelier and the chandelier it was made from almost every type of human bone that exists he used everything and it's right in the center of the room it sits right in the middle of the candelabras and it is eight feet across this thing is huge and And this is like at at least one of every bone in the human body yes but every single type of bone every single type of bone oh my god it It must have been weird to like look around and just see a bunch of views like that's your that's us under all of the the meat i know that's really unsettling like thinking about yeah, being surrounded by them. That's <laughs> thats like a scary episode of a children's television show. Oh, I know. And can you just imagine, it's just like, here's a room full of people who all like died of the plague and you're like, oh my God, art supplies. <laughs> Someone's going to do that in about 10 years. <laughs> I mean, double the, the little hospital out of COVID patients. Right. Uh, that's it'll be tragic. Yeah, it'll be horrifying. <laughs> We're going to get our first hate mail. (laughs) I mean, it won't be my first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first for this podcast, let's be real. I get hate mail every day. Especially at work. But that's great. (laughs) So Rin wanted to, where was I? (laughs) So the chandelier, it's supposed to be a reminder of death he says but i don't know how you forget death in a place like that and it was intended to encourage the believers to consider their earthly fate and the relationship with god that feels a little bit like indoctrination yeah a little um a little, I don't know what I was going to say. So Brent also fashioned a coat of arms. And this is another big thing you'll see when you look at pictures. And um, oh, right. We have an Instagram. I'll post a picture on the Instagram about this coat of arms because it's actually really cool. There's a ton of like, I think, finger bones he made it out of. I mean, of course, these other things, but I think it's primarily tiny finger bones. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. And it's fastened over, like it used to be fastened over one of the pyramids. I think it's like on a wall now. And it's this like really detailed, really ornate and and then at the bottom right, he actually made a sculpture of a raven and it's like plucking the eye out of the head of a Turk. So oh. um, <laughs> they wanted to commemorate the victory of Adolf Schwarzenberg over the Ottoman forces. And that was their tribute. Okay. Rinf- Very, uh, yeah. <laughs> weird choice, but okay. Exactly. Rin finished his masterpiece with his signature made from small bones near the bottom of the staircase. I guess you could call it his final handiwork. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) 
So he was like the last mean person to decorate it. I think most of what is there right now is still how he said it and how he designed it. The chandelier is still there. The coat of arms is still there. And yeah. you can actually go still see it these days. But um, these artists, man. I know. Right. I, That's dedication to the craft. I don't think I'm qualified to be an artist if that's what it takes. Ooh, um, <laughs> not. No, I, I draw the line at dead bodies. It, it was a Fair. fun vacation. I saw so many dead people. So this area, the it's this area is kind of interesting. It's actually so damp around there and so many people come to visit. Like it's a pretty popular tourist destination now. So it's actually like a pretty popular tourist destination now. And it's actually been under renovation since 2014. So they've been working on this thing for how long ago it was 2014 a minute how much oh seven god i'm stupid i can do this <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as soon as you said the numbers i started thinking about it and i stopped listening to what you were saying so it took me that long to get to the number seven but it was seven years. i can do math i get 70 76 nothing happened before 2014 <laughs> Okay, so what what are they? What does under renovations mean? Because like, isn't the whole point of it being a tourist destination? Because like, it is the bone artwork of previous master artists or whatever. Like, are are they having new people go in and make new sculptures? So that's actually like a big struggle they're having right now because they're trying so hard to preserve, you know, the history and like what these people did with these sculptures and everything. But the building's literally crumbling around them and sinking into the ground. Ah. What they're trying to do now is just kind of stabilize it and kind of expanded a little to help expand um, places that visitors can go to and that's actually seems like a big struggle they're having they actually have a whole bunch of videos about it on their youtube channel and i think they're english they have english subtitles so that people can go watch them and kind of see what they're doing to help keep this place intact oh i hear that part of your cat yeah they are fighting literally right next to my computer where i'm trying to do things Artemis is sitting on my chest again, staring at me. Aww. That's because she thinks it's food time. I keep hearing her mew and I'm like, she sounds so sweet. And then I have these two like jerk faces, like fighting to like, the death. Little, I have this <laughs> little angel and there's like intense angry growling in the background of yours. Right. Like, aww. So yeah, that is the story of the Sedlich Ossuary. And I think that magic dirt like must have done something because I have, I figured there's so many dead bodies in here and so many people who visit this place. There has got to be a fuck ton of hauntings and, and every time. Wait, there's got to be a fuck ton of what? Hauntings. Oh yeah. Just like people have got to have been haunted here. There has to be a fun ghost or something, but. I mean, imagine if there was just like a, a prankster ghost <laughs> running around. Oh my God. The guy with the jar of dirt. <laughs> or all of eternity. <laughs> I have searched all of the internet. Like I even went to Reddit. So unless I'm just very bad at searching, I could not find anyone who has had a haunted experience here. Or maybe it was so horrible, no one wants to talk about it. Or maybe the magic dirt worked and everyone is at rest. And they're like, eh, this is fine. Wait, that many people died there and there's not like a single story of haunting? Not that I can find. When I look for it, really all I can find is a whole bunch of most haunted places in Europe. But then it's just like, it's spooky. There's lots of dead people, but... Okay, so it's not haunted, it's just spooky. Right, it, it's spooky. I mean, it's definitely got some like weird, dark history. Um, yeah, yeah. But... 
I was, I was kind of, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping for a fun ghost. Yeah. Like I'm really surprised that that wouldn't have some sort of actual like haunting. Like, even if it's just like two people saying they felt they were haunted there, like something. I went in and I had a panic attack, but that was more of like myself than I guess anything. (laughs) And then I left and I went to the gift shop and I bought my spoon and that was it. All right. Because you collect spoons. I do. I have to buy a spoon every time I go somewhere. This one has a skull on it. Okay. So they're like like a decorative spoon from like a tourist spot. It's not like you're just buying a piece of silverware from the local market. Yes. Okay decorative yes i should have mentioned i have them all in a bag somewhere are you gonna display them at some point yes i did have a little um trinket cabinet a few years ago when i lived with john but it wasn't it was really cheap and also i kind of outgrew it Mm. so now i have more spoons than i could hold i mean sometimes i'd go to places like like the bone church and i struggled to find one and doesn't even say where it's from it just has a skull on it Mm -hmm. and then i go places like seattle and i came home with like a decorative spoon from like every tourist location I went to. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely like an interesting souvenir that I can imagine some places not having. I'm still like genuinely surprised whenever I find one. That's a cute thing to hunt for. It is. It's my, it's my fun travel thing. Do you have a fun travel thing? Um, I I think I've tried a couple. I tried the like a refrigerator magnet everywhere you go. Oh yeah. Um, but like I went to San Francisco for like two and a half days and I bought too many refrigerator magnets. (laughs) Because I like because there's so many options, I couldn't choose just one. I like I went to six places. You think I'm not going to buy six stickers? <laughs> so like the magnets got a little out of hand. Um, and then I also had like a deck of playing cards with each location name on it. So like going to Florida, getting like I don't know, like a deck of cards that has a beach and dolphins in the background. You know, like some stupid tourist deck of cards. Oh, that's cool. But I forgot to do that when I was in Paris. And I, <sighs> and I think I forgot to do it when I was in Norway. So like the only two times I've left the country, I didn't do it. So that collection is not complete either. Well, I have a slight confession to make because when I first, the first time I went to Europe, I wanted to do like a fun, collect something in every place I go, but I didn't know what I wanted. So everywhere I went, I bought a postcard and a shot glass and a magnet. <laughs> for like the first five cities I went to. Then I just found a spoon set that had like four of the places I had already been. So I bought that. And then I was thinking, spoons, they're so pretty and they're so unique everywhere you go. But then That's I was like, shit, funny. well, now I'm missing like a couple of spoons. So I actually went home and ordered them off of eBay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you were there. It's not like you just bought it. Like you had that experience and you want to have the spoon to commemorate it. Yes. So there, there, there have been a couple times I, when I couldn't find a spoon or I just didn't think about a spoon. I just went home and I found one on eBay. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is I can just, I don't know, like I went to, um, where did I go recently? I went to Florida. So I actually, I've been to Florida several times and I've never gotten a deck of cards there. It's, I don't know what's wrong with me or a magnet. I got my first magnet from Florida this year, but like I could go buy some Florida magnets on the internet. It's the same thing. I would say I wouldn't tell, but I think we just told everyone. <laughs> So I'm actually really excited about the next episode that I do because I started researching it and then I was like, oh, I'm not going to find enough. But then I started finding so many like personal stories from people and like <gasps> spooky stories from people. So I'm really excited when we get oh, to it. Oh, that's cool. Wait, are you going to tell me what it's going to be next time or do I have to wait? Do you want it to be a surprise or do you want me to give you a teaser? Oh, God, I don't know. Here. Ooh, here. Let me give you a hint. Yeah, it a is- hint. Somewhere in northern Nevada. Are you talking northern? And it involves like, demons. D 
demon babies. If it's not Reno, it should be Reno. <laughs> it's close <laughs> to Reno. It's close to Reno. I have no idea. Like, I've never heard of that. It, it's it's so much fun. We'll, we'll get to I'm it. I'm so excited. <laughs> so if you want to hear more from us, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast at Full Scream Ahead. You can follow us on Instagram at Full Scream Ahead, or you can email us at Full Scream Ahead podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in questions or stories or anything that's not rude, because we will cry. I act spooky, but I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs>